0: I'm a man. I'm 40. It's all you boys. They my brothers. They my friends. Yeah. I at Coach Sumlin. Yeah. I at the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. We're back.
1: Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I am here with my co-host Greg Hawkert. Um, just, I'm just going to come out and say to the listeners, um, we had some difficulties recording last week. We we didn't really touch on it because, uh, everything was really hectic and we were trying to get an episode out to, to you guys, um, before the games last weekend, but Greg and I have been using zoom, uh, the entire, what over a year, almost a year now. I think it's been over a year. Um, and I was using my Oklahoma state Zoom account and since I graduated they finally kicked me off last week so we were scrambling to find a new uh recording platform and we we ended up on a different one but that's why we were late and that's why my audio sounded bad we were all over the place last week so I just wanted to be upfront and apologize to the listeners because uh it wasn't our best episode last week and especially because we were um we recorded after a game had already happened on Thursday night so I just wanted to come out and say it up front
0: Yeah, that that Thursday night game really screwed it up, man. I mean, that's one last game we we talked about this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a relatively dull weekend, Tanner. I think there was one close game. And other than that, it was all pretty much borderline blowouts. Some were blowouts. Some were borderline blowouts, depending on what your definition of a blowout is. Yeah, yeah. They –
1: They were blowouts. Let's let's just be frank. It it was not anywhere near what we had predicted, which I don't think we had a we didn't have a great week uh, in predictions, Uh, but also it was not what Vegas thought. So Vegas also probably lost quite a bit of money this weekend. Um, Greg, let's let's go ahead and start with uh, recapping some of the games from this last week. Uh, We'll start with Iowa State visiting Cincinnati. Uh, we, you and I both took Cincinnati in this one. Iowa State is surprising, honestly. I, I do have to say, Rocco Beck is is actually playing very well. Um, he's not essentially he's not making any big mistakes. Um, threw for two almost 250 yards, two touchdowns, but Imani uh, Jones is just not not what I thought he was going to be this year so far.
0: I thought that Cincinnati would have a little bit better of a home field advantage, but Iowa State really just—I mean, they came—they came into Cincinnati and played really well, uh, like you mentioned, Tanner Rocco Beck. I think I have to fully admit. So when you asked me last week who, in out of the Big Twelve teams, who doesn't make a bowl game, I said Iowa State, and in my mind, I thought they were losing this game to Cincinnati. Now that they're sitting here four and three, they have more than an easy enough path to make a bull game their next game is against Baylor it's in Waco but Baylor has not looked great and then if they can win that they have to win one out of the four against Kansas BYU Texas and Kansas State all difficult games that BYU game will be on the road too so that that won't be you know in Jack Trice but uh Tanner Iowa State is by far the surprise of the conference this year. I mean, they, obviously they got rocked with the, the gambling scandal uh, and in the off season and uh, graduated really talented players on defense, but they, you have to give credit to Matt Campbell, uh, especially after a rough uh, non-conference slight to say the least.
1: Absolutely. Also their, their defense has really been playing very well the last couple of weeks. They only give up 10 points to Cincinnati. Um, and honestly, Cincinnati's had a, a very good run game so far this year. They had they had a good run game against uh, Oklahoma, but Iowa State's three three five defense has been standing up very well against run and pass offenses. Um, yeah, I I think that Rocco Beck is a great example of a game manager. Um, doesn't do anything to wow you. Sometimes he gets out out of the pocket and runs, but he doesn't do anything wrong, which is, I mean, a good comparison for me um, is Jared Goff in the NFL. He doesn't he doesn't do anything bad, but he also doesn't do anything crazy good. Um, He just manages the game. It's kind of like also, man, if I could play golf, manage the course better, I would be so much better than I am. But I think I I think I'm better than I am. So I take crazy shots and then I'm back. Or maybe I'm just bad. I'm not sure, <laughs> but yeah, so it's
0: it's impressive. He, I mean, yeah, I, I really did not know what we were gonna get out of him. Hunter Decker's their uh, former starting quarterback was one of the players that got hit in the gambling scandal. But Tanner, he's thrown for almost 1500 yards this season, 12 touchdowns, five picks, has not thrown an interception in his last two games, which they have. Um, beating TCU. And then uh, obviously this last week they beat Cincinnati. So uh, he, he's playing really well. Um, and, and if he can continue to play at that level where he's throwing a touchdown or two per game, defense continues to play well, and he's not turning the ball over, Iowa State can win seven games, maybe eight. I, I, I mean, it'd be really difficult, but they could, I, I don't see them beating Texas, but I, they, they could be in, I, I think they'll end up in that six or seven win range.
1: Yeah, I think I would be surprised cuz you you listed off their last their last uh five games. I would be surprised if they get more than 2. Um right now they're at 4 and 3. They they have they have a tough uh end of the season here. I I definitely see a win against Baylor, um not Texas, not Kansas State. Who who were their other two that they had?
0: They had BYU um in Provo and Kansas State. Or did you just say Kansas State? I said Kansas State. But yeah, Kansas and, then. Kansas.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. They might get three wins out of that, but I, I would suspect that they get that they get two the rest of the
0: season. For sure too. Um well, okay. A lot of credit to Iowa State, Tanner. Uh should we move on? Let's hit let's hit BYU and TCU really quickly. Absolutely. Okay. Uh this game was oh, this game was
1: in Fort Worth. Um, and Greg and I kind of roasted TCU's fans last week. I don't really let let me pull up the uh, the attendance tracker here, but ultimately it comes down to TCU just outplayed BYU. Um, it <laughs> um, Amon G. Carter was 97% full, which is surprising to me. Um, but TCU ends up winning 44 to 11. I predicted a big day from Keaton Slovis, and that. Did not happen at all. He threw for 152 yards and an interception. No touchdowns. Um, but Greg, I think the story here is TCU's backup quarterback, Josh Hoover. He balled out. He did throw. Yeah. He, he did have 58 pass attempts, which is kind of crazy. Um, But he threw for 430 yards, four touchdowns. And he did have two picks. But. I think you could kind of expect that uh, from a backup quarterback but that that's an impressive day.
0: Yeah, I, I, TCU as a team uh doubled um actually more than more than doubled uh, BYU's total offensive yards. Uh, BYU had less than 250, TCU had nearly 600. So it, it really just dominance in all um forms from TCU. But yeah, uh, Josh Hoover can look good. Throws for 439 yards, four touchdowns. Like Tanner mentioned, throws the two picks, uh, but honestly, okay with that. If their defense can play anywhere close to how they played um, on Saturday against BYU, you you can. I mean, he's not going to throw for 440 yards every game, but but that that's a really good start. That's a great confidence booster. Uh, Tanner does Chandler Morris start. When he comes back in a couple of weeks, I'm assuming he's got a week or two left.
1: I think so. They have a matchup this week against uh, Kansas State. If if Josh Hoover plays like he did against BYU, I think Chandler Morris is losing his job again.
0: That's kind of tragic. That's really I, unfortunate for him. I mean, he hasn't really. I, I don't know. I I didn't think that Chandler Morris really did anything terrible, but he he wasn't he wasn't. I mean, okay, the Colorado game was rough, and everyone watched that game. Um, but outside of that, I, I think he's been okay. But he hasn't been spectacular. He he certainly hasn't thrown for four hundred and some yards. Right. That and that's that's kind of going back to our
1: conversation with Rocco Beck. Is like. If you don't do anything bad, but you don't do anything good, then it's very easy for someone to come in and do something good their first week and then go with that guy. I mean, we've seen that countless times. Patrick Mahomes takes over for Alex Smith in Kansas City. Um, shoot. Tom Brady takes over for Drew Bledsoe and goes on to win um, the Super Bowl. And then they never look back and Tom Brady's the goat like it, it happens honestly more often than you would think. But. If you're if you're not if you're just kind of middle of the road quarterback and someone comes in behind you and play, outplays you, then it's what what can the coaches do except give give that guy your job?
0: Yeah, I know I, the the backup quarterback position is one of the hardest in in football and in, in sports in general, because it's a it's it's very similar to kicker and that like you're never going to be needed until you're really needed. And then it's all on your shoulders. And, yeah, it, I, it was a very small, small level of competition. But back in the day, you know, like freshman, freshman football, I was sitting there, backup quarterback. And then when that starter goes down, starts to hold his shoulder, starts to limp off the field, your heart drops. You're like, oh, crap. Like, it's go time. You don't get a warm-up session. You don't get film time. I mean, you just got to go. And and so it's, it's, it, it is it's it is it tough. We gave um, uh, Hoover a really hard time last week for um, playing poorly. But, again, he gets thrown into the game. It's one of the best defenses in the conference, in the country for that matter. Uh, and then he gets a full week to prepare and comes out and, and, and balls out against BYU. So got to give him credit. Um Tanner, let's talk about the only close game that happened this week. Oklahoma State takes down, uh, well, they were ranked 23rd in the country, uh, Kansas, 39 to 32 in Stillwater. And like I said, what was really the only good game in the Big 12 all week, besides yeah. West Virginia and Houston on Saturday. I, I, I mean, yeah, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, um,
1: this is the first time that Oklahoma State has scored more than 30 points in over a year. It, you you know that if you're an Oklahoma State fan. So, first and foremost, the offense looks very good. Um Alan Bowman making great plays, but Ollie Gordon had two, almost 250 yard, uh, all-purpose yards. So, all-purpose means between receiving and rushing and it can include uh return yards, but it was for Ollie it Gordon, was
0: it was over that. It was nearly 300. Okay, my bad. Yeah, there you Run, go. Runs for runs for 168 and has a touchdown and has 116 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. So,
1: essentially a little a little over 275, which is incredible. Um but yeah, Jason Bean, Greg. Is it Jason Bean or is it any backup quarterback that plays against Oklahoma State? Uh Jason Bean looked inc- he looked so he looked so good. He was for the first 3 quarters of this game slicing and dicing the Oklahoma State secondary.
0: Yeah, he looked unstoppable and Tanner, we talked last week we said um Oklahoma State's new defense, new defensive coordinator, young defense, will they be able to stop the run because that's what that that's where the challenge is going to be. They like they're going to have to make Jason Bean beat him with the beat them with his arm. And that was obviously the game plan. I think we we called that. Kansas doesn't even hit 100 yards rushing for the day. They only run from 90 yards. But Jason Bean throws for 410. He through the first three quarters, like you mentioned, I think had every OSU fan wondering, why is our secondary this bad? They just sold out and stopped the run and were able to make a couple of adjustments down the down the stretch. And ultimately, Kansas still moved the ball. Oklahoma State just forced turnovers in the fourth quarter. Jason Bean throws two picks. I believe both were in the fourth quarter. Um, one may have been at the end of the third, but both towards the end of the game. And that that ultimately was was the difference. Um, but, yeah, Alan Bowman looked good. Ollie Gordon looked really good. And Oklahoma State, I mean, we kind of – I kind of wrote them off a little bit. I was like, all right, you know. Maybe they can make a bowl game. I'm still not sure yet, so I don't know how I feel. And all of a sudden, they're 4-2 and two and uh, have a huge, huge matchup at West Virginia this weekend for both teams. So we'll get to that. Yeah.
1: Um, Greg, I just have to say it's kind of crazy uh, what happens when you put the ball in your best player's hands, that being Ollie Gordon and Brennan Presley. Brennan Presley also goes for uh, two touchdowns on the day. So very, very well done from Oklahoma State. Um uh, definitely a hard-fought game for for Kansas. Um, I'm sure that their fans would have liked to have seen them become bowl el- eligible against Oklahoma State two years in a row. That that would have last year they became bowl eligible in their game against Oklahoma State, and this year would have been the same thing.
0: But yeah, they I mean they, they they they're still one of the top four teams in the conference. I think they're they're really really solid. Um and I think they proved that. I mean, they're running out there with a the backup quarterback um and and nearly nearly beat Oklahoma State. So Kansas will be fine. Um, they're they're not a team I'm worried about, although I know their fans had really high expectations um for this year and we're we're hoping to kind of put together more of a of a nine or ten win season rather than a seven or eight win season. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's
1: Let's see. I don't. I don't know exactly. Let me pull up Kansas's schedule. I don't. I don't know exactly what the rest of their uh, year looks like.
0: Give me well, they got OU. They ha- they have OU next week. They have a bye. They have OU at home, so that's going to be difficult. But then they have Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Cincinnati. Yeah, um, they'll def. They'll definitely
1: get a few more. A few more wins out of that.
0: Um, they should get two. They should get two to three more wins out of that. I would say. Um that Kansas Kansas State game, that that's gonna be a blast. That is gonna be a fun, fun game this year.
1: Speaking of Kansas State, let's let's have a little let's have a little conversation. Um Greg, do you wanna you wanna tell the listeners about what happened in this Kansas State, Texas Tech game?
0: Well, Kansas State uh splits reps at quarterback. Is that is that fair to say? I mean they both they both threw nine passes. But the story of the day was uh, Avery I mean, Johnson, the backup quarterback, runs for five touchdowns. Dan, he ran for five touchdowns. How's that even? How's that even possible?
1: Did they actually split reps? Because I feel like Will Howard got,
0: got benched. Will Howard I didn't honestly play a snap am not, in the second half. He didn't play a snap in the second half. No.
1: Mm. I think he got, I think he got benched. I'm, I'm fairly confident that he got benched. Now, does that mean that they're going to, that they're going to stick with freshman Avery Johnson? Probably not because I still am very high on Will Howard as a top five quarterback in the big 12. Um, But this, this might be Chris Kleinman starting to lean into the future here a little bit.
0: Yeah, this is tough because Will Howard goes six for nine, 86 yards. I mean, that's not. Those are for for only being in the game, throwing nine passes. That that's not bad. But I think that if you're you're on the road and you have this wild card in your back pocket, and it's a close game, which it was in the first half, and and you want to pull this out and and roll out of there with the win. I mean, by all means, do it. But that doesn't mean that. Avery Johnson is going to be able to I, – I mean, I just view Avery Johnson right now as the quarterback of Kansas State of old, where, man, if you could just somehow, which easier said than done, stop that quarterback power and stop that running game, well, I mean, he's not really going to beat you with his arm. So I think Will Howard is still the guy, um, but, man, Avery Johnson did look good. Oh, yeah.
1: I think we also need to talk about the quarterbacks on the other side Um, there, Greg. I know you and I have honestly been very high on Barron Morton. Um, But he goes down, he gets injured, and Jake Strong comes in, um, backup quarterback. He throws three picks, and I believe at the time – I'm looking at the game cast right here. I believe at the time – where is it at? Um. Yeah, Texas Tech takes the lead. 21-17, halfway through the third quarter, and then Avery Johnson goes on to run for three more touchdowns. But my point here is that going to your third string quarterback is
0: bad. <laughs> that's that's essentially my point. And it's two years in a row that Tex had to do that. Like I, I don't know anyone that's had as bad of injury luck at one position, one specific position as Texas Tech has these last two years. I mean, um, Shook breaks his leg earlier in the year. And then Baron Morton, he's questionable this week. We'll see if he plays. And now they're down to their third string again. So
1: Yeah, I would I would say that what he probably shouldn't play this week. And then give him time to heal up and then have him come back. Your last four games and and put a full
0: court press to try to make a bowl game. You're just relishing on the fact that they have a chance to be three and five when when you were down on them all year. No. Although I I will say I look back at our Big Twelve preseason polls, you had them higher than I thought you did. Where did I have them? You had them at like six or seven. I thought for whatever reason you had them you had them like ninth or something. Well, I mean, so there was these teams that were. I below. had them at. I had them at fifth and you had them at sixth. Okay. Maybe I bought into the hype a little bit, (laughs) but trying to sort 14 teams can
1: be difficult. Let's be honest.
0: It it was difficult. I will say though, a a quick call out to our our preseason polls. We've got, we got quite a few of these wrong, but I will say we were very right about the new teams in the conference. Um, I will. Okay. We're only six games. We're halfway through the season, but, Early assumptions, early outlook says we were right about Cincinnati. We were right about Houston. Those teams were going to struggle, and we both had BYU as our highest-ranked newcomer, which up to this point they are. So that that was a good. Those are good picks from us, uh, Tanner. There's one thing that we we need to talk about from this past week. I forgot to bring it up after the uh, Iowa State Cincinnati game. Did you know that? The Big Twelve newcomers, the four new teams, are now one and nine against original Big Twelve. Yeah, we we, we talked about this last week. week. We we okay. We, well, well, it's gotten worse because I we said one and nine <laughs> last one, week. It's gotten one game worse. It it was one and eight last week. So it's, and it's that and one that one, worse. it was, te- it, oh, was no no. No, so no, it was technically no. So it was technically zero and seven last week. Okay. Um because the 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 one win came in Cincinnati losing to BYU. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. so
0: that was that was a guaranteed winner in that game. Um. So if you take out that game and then you add in the Houston West Virginia game, you're one and nine. And the only reason why I say it's gotten worse, I know Houston. Congratulations, you're the first team to knock off a former Big Twelve opponent. They did it on a hail mary in a game that they had a like point oh one chance, win probability chance. So I'm like. It, it's just hilarious to me that, that they have a 10, these teams, 10% win percentage through three or four conference games, depending on the team. It, it's just, it's funny. Um, it is it is a little funny.
1: Well, Greg, maybe we should uh, go ahead and talk about who or which newcomer is going to knock off a, a uh, Big 12 team this week.
0: I don't even Let's, know if I can pick it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can. How do you pick against 10%, Tanner? I mean, I did last week, and, of course, I was the one that, you know, made up my lock and stabbed me in the back. That's Thanks, right. West Virginia. Oh,
1: actually, actually, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, my lock hit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I think we're on a rotating uh, – I, I think, like, the two – I think – so you're three and five. I think either all three or two of your wins have come when I've lost – so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if we've gotten it. a week where where we both hit our lock, which is tough because we are Tanner, we are providing locks to the people. And if we can't if we can't muster a, where we both get one right, at least one week this year, we got to call it. We got to call it. We got to <laughs> at least change the name of the segment. You you know, it's <laughs> another funny. So this is a funny story. So my. um my boss, who I don't believe has found out that I have a podcast yet. So I, I feel like this is a safe space. Uh, she she went to Vegas this past weekend with her husband for his 40th, 40th birthday. A huge OU fan, huge um, huge college football guy. Uh, you know, we were like, oh, why, why are you guys going to Vegas? And, of course, they had some fun things planned, fun restaurants, uh, helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon. But uh, number, number one reason um, was Saturday they will be at the sportsbooks. They'll, they'll be betting on college football games. And I was like, look, I, I think I've got a good one for you. I feel oh, really good no, about Greg. it. I was like, ah, BYU against Greg. TCU. I was, like they're, oh, I was no. like, they're touchdown underdogs. TCU's got a backup. You played terrible last week. I'm just saying. So you didn't hear it from me, BYU. First thing she said, it's 8.02 Monday morning. Comes into the office, Greg. BYU didn't do too good. <laughs> I was like, I really hope you didn't bet that. She was like, Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh boy, that's all right. It helps. Okay. You win some, it, it's you, okay.
1: learn, you lose some.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last week, Greg, rough week for me overall. So,
1: Greg, let's let's go ahead before we do our picks like we did last week. We're kind of switching it up now. Let's go ahead and put some teams on upset alert for this weekend. Um, I want to hear. I want to hear who you have. Who are you putting on upset alert?
0: I am, you know, as much crap as I just talked about BYU, I'm going to put Texas Tech on upset alert. And for those of you that are like, wait, but Tex the road team and Tex playing a maybe be playing a third string quarterback. Well, BYU is a four and a half point favorite. Um, and we've you got mean some the underdog. Ru- you mean the underdog? Yes. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. That would have ruined the entire uh, point of the segment. BYU is a four and a half point underdog at home. Uh, so Texas Tech is favored. We've got two games, and we'll get to them that are – and maybe, Tanner, maybe one of these is your upset alert. They are really heavy favorites. I just couldn't bring myself to go in that direction because I tend to agree. I'm agreeing with Vegas in this scenario, Um, and and we'll get to those two games in a second. But I'm putting the tack on upset alert. I I just – BYU may may be struggling in conference play thus far, um, but they've shown signs of promise. They won at Arkansas – Um, they have beaten Cincinnati and it's a tough stadium to play in. Um, especially as a third string quarterback.
1: Yep. Uh, Greg, I'm going the same direction here. I know this might be bad podcasting because we're not making super hot takey picks. We're not picking UCF to knock off number six, Oklahoma or whatever. But I, I like BYU in this situation. I'm surprised that they're at their four and a half point underdogs, um, there's a chance, there's a slight chance that I go to this game. Um, we will have to see. But I I would definitely put Tech on upset alert. Um, I think that's, that's fairly interesting. Okay, Greg, let's go ahead and make our picks for the week, and we will get out of here. Okay, let's see. Let's start with, I guess we'll just go in chronological order. So, morning slate. We got UCF visiting number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's currently a 19-point favorite. Um obviously Oklahoma's six and zero. UCF is three and three.
0: Greg, what do you got? It's the Dylan Gabriel bowl. Um Dylan Gabriel gets to play against his former team in, in uh, UCF. I've got OU um and whatever the over in this game is, I'll take it because Dylan Gabriel's gonna light them up. They might score fifty again this week. Um if they want to, or they could just put in their backups and call it good. Uh, but, but UCF has, has really struggled, uh, on defense this year. I think they, they have the offense to keep this close for a little bit. If they can score, you know, in the first half, if they can score a few touchdowns, they have the offense to keep it close, but I just think with OU's defense and how improved they are, uh, um, I think they forced a turnover or two and OU runs away with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I think obviously I'll be taking OU on this one. Um Greg, I I, I want to see really quick, do you do you have the the over under total pulled up by chance? 65. 65. Okay, I was going to say I would I would expect this game to be a very high scoring game. I don't think it'll be close. I think somewhere along the 50 to 30 line. Um maybe not quite that high, maybe 40 to 20, but I I would expect OU – this this line seems very reasonable to me. There are some lines, a.k.a. Texas Tech at BYU, that don't make sense. This one makes a lot of sense to me. Um, maybe not 19, maybe 16-point favorites, but I expect this one to be a very high-scoring game, um, especially from the OU side as UCF's defense has proved to be um, somewhat flawed at times. I'll say that. Okay. The other morning game is – it's going to be a gross one I think. I we have <laughs> Baylor visiting Cincinnati since it, both teams are 2 and 4, um Cincinnati's currently a 3 point favorite. Um another home, I feel like Cincinnati's got a lot of uh conference home games. Um but I'm going to go Cincinnati on this one. I think and I think that they pretty easily cover this spread. Hmm maybe that that leads you to something. But yes, I will take Cincinnati on this one.
0: Interesting, interesting pick. All right. So you're going with um the second ever Big Twelve newcomer victory against uh, uh, um an OG Big Twelve team. I've got Baylor in this one just based on the fact that I am not picking against ten percent yet, Tanner. They gotta prove it to me first. Prove you, it to you've me. You've already first. you've already done it
1: though. That's the thing is like you've already picked against you've picked against zero you picked you picked zero percent before you picked ten percent.
0: Why? Well <laughs> to, to be fair, that Hail Mary had about a zero percent chance of working out. West Virginia just happened to be the team that can't knock down a 50-yard a pass from Donovan Smith. Um, I'm I'm still picking against it. I, I have Baylor. They are uh both teams are desperate for a win, being that they're two and four. Um yeah, this is gonna be an ugly game, Tanner. But I'll take Baylor. This uh I think if Cincinnati
1: wins this game and they win it handedly, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just putting a hypothetical out into the ether. Um, if Baylor loses by a lot, there's going to be some some questions asked in Waco. That's that's all I'll say there because Dave Miranda's his seat is getting warmer and warmer by the day. All right, Greg. Let's let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> Oklahoma State visits West Virginia. Um, Greg, sometime soon we are going to have to go to Morgantown. I've actually been thinking a lot about a trip to Morgantown. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, you and I might have to get some shirts that have like a, a QR uh, code on them <laughs> so that people can scan them as we're walking past and that it'll take them right to our podcast on Spotify. Um,
0: Greg, who do you have in this one? I have Oklahoma State. I think they're going to keep the uh keep the momentum, keep it rolling. Um it's supposed to be an ugly day in West Virginia weather-wise. Don't know if that will lead to ugly football or not. Going to be like 50-ish degrees and raining. Uh so not favorable weather um for for football, but I think Oklahoma State wins this game and both teams like to run the ball. Um Garrett Green threw it really well against West Virginia or against uh, Houston last week. But I'm excited to see how this one plays out. I mean, these are two teams that I think OU and Texas are the runaway favorites right now to 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 go to Arlington and face off in a rematch in the, in the big troll title game. But West Virginia and Oklahoma State are two teams right now today that are that could contend. Both are two and one in conference. One of these teams will be three and one after Saturday and I like Oklahoma State to be three and one. Okay, Greg.
1: Who is my second favorite team in the Big Twelve?
0: Oh, well I I think it was West Virginia. Who's
1: okay. Yeah, this is true. Who's my number one favorite team in the Big Twelve?
0: Uh OU. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh loyal and true. Loyal yes, and delusional. It right. is
1: it is Oklahoma State. Um I think my wife is just calling me. Um sorry. Yes, Oklahoma State is my is my favorite team in the Big 12. Um I think that Oklahoma State wins this game. I expect given your uh, great forecast there Greg, uh I expect Ollie Gordon to rush for at least 150 yards in this game. Whoa. And Whoa. um I I think that it's going to be a big day for Oklahoma state and Ollie Gordon. Okay. Greg, let's talk about Texas visiting Houston. Um, Texas is five and one Houston's three and three and Texas is a 23 and a half point favorite. Um, who you got here?
0: I've got taxes. Um I uh, should be obvious. I, I don't see a way in which they lose this game, but but we'll say you know Houston's probably feeling very good about themselves coming off that hail mary win against West Virginia. Um, it, it's just not going to matter. There will I, I am willing to make this bet that there will be I think it's a, just a shave under fifty percent Texas fans that are in that stadium on Saturday. Maybe Easy. split fifty fifty. I I wouldn't be
1: shocked if there were more. Um, definitely going Texas here. Um. 23 and a half is quite a bit, but Houston is also not the best team in the Big 12, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Not necessarily that it'll be close, but how much Texas wins by. Um Greg, I have a question for you. If mm. Texas starts, let's say Texas is up by 30 in the early fourth quarter, is there a chance that we see a manning run out onto the field.
0: Oh, for sure. I I think I think they'd play him. I, I don't see why not. You get you have four games to you know to to use essentially and still redshirt and I don't really know if Texas has that many true blowouts left on their schedule. Um I, I really think I I really don't think they do. So I, I mean, I could see them Playing him or uh or or um well, what's his name, the other guy? Uh Malik, something. He's he he was good too. I don't actually know who their their true second string is, but yeah, I, I could see the backups getting some playing time to say the least. Okay. I could see it as well. All right, Greg. Let's talk about Texas
1: Tech visiting BYU. Um, we kind of touched on it before. I'm going BYU on this one. I think that yes. I put them. I put tech on upset alert, um, and I'm going to continue that and just take BYU again outright this week. Hopefully they get the win.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm making the same mistake two weeks in a row by doing this, but the difference is BYU's at home, so I will. I will take BYU. Okay,
1: and then last one: uh, TCU visits Kansas State, Battle of the Purple. Um, Greg, which purple is your favorite
0: between these two teams? Kansas State's alternate purple. I love that that light purple color. The the lilac. Oh
1: yes. Okay. Okay. Is
0: that is that the official, I don't know, a Kansas State fan hopefully could correct me. Is lilac the official term for it?
1: Uh Julie, my wife Julia probably could correct you. I don't know what it is. We'll we'll go we'll roll with
0: lilac. That Kansas State alternate purple is clean. I would 100% like that their basketball jerseys. Yes. They're so clean. But yeah, that's I, that's my answer.
1: I would say just the normal Kansas State purple is probably probably
0: my favorite. Um, but who who are you taking in this game? I, I've got Kansas State. The not just because they're my favorite purple out of the two, <laughs> um, but I'm interested to see who uh, who plays a quarterback and uh, if they do, say a sort of split wrap type situation or if they just choose one outright. Um, this is uh, it, it'll be um, I, I mean they they need this win to continue to going to get that momentum back after losing to Oklahoma State the other week. Um, obviously, there's high expectations in Manhattan. I still think they're a team that could contend uh, for a Big 12 championship, uh, but they've got to figure out who, you know, who QB one is. And I, I think it's Will Howard still. But I'll be watching Tanner. I, I will be watching.
1: Yeah, I won't be shocked if now they 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 use Avery Johnson quite a bit more. Um, even if they just bring him in as as a tailback. Like that could be that could be interesting because then you got two guys who little can throw the ball. Two,
0: little two quarterback situation. Yeah, you got
1: you got your your starting quarterback in Will Howard and then you got Avery Johnson who could act as a tailback or uh you could hand him the ball and he could go he could go throw it. Um so that could be an interesting uh mix that Kansas State throws into their offense. But yes, I'm taking Kansas State as well. So I I don't look, I think that TCU is going to end this year under 500.
0: Let me throw this out to you. Or 500, exactly. Let me throw this out to you. I don't think they're doing this, but if Kansas State wants to redshirt Avery Johnson, he's played in three games this year, meaning he's got one game left. Do you think it's even in the conversation, or do you think Kansas State's like, no, forget it, if he's the best guy for the situation, we're going to play him? It
1: depends. Um, If... To me, if Kansas State's offense isn't isn't going in the first half and they're losing to TCU, I wouldn't be shocked. I I would not put anything past any coach, not even just a Big Twelve coach, but anybody uh, who's coaching a major college football program to switch it up every once in a while. I mean, shoot, Nick Saban throws to a of Iloa in the game and in the second half of the national championship game and he wins the game for them. He benches Jalen Hurts. I mean, like, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta roll the dice and see what happens.
0: Man, we've compared Chris Kleiman to Nick Saban and uh Jake Strong to Tom Brady, I think. <laughs> These are not direct comparisons. They're analogies, Greg.
1: They're analogies.
0: Man, we love us uh, in Big 12 football. Uh, <laughs> Tanner, who is your lock this week?
1: My lock is going to be Give me a drum roll. Uh, it's going to be Cincinnati minus three and a half against Baylor. That's what I got.
0: Are they three and a half?
1: Or sorry, they're three.
0: Hey, that half point matters. I'm I'm looking out for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Who do you have? I have Oklahoma State plus three and a half, uh, meaning they are a three and a half point underdog uh, at West Virginia. Um Tanner, I was telling you this before we started recording. This is the first time all year I have made Oklahoma State my lock. They've suckered me back in. I have made a little bit, not a lot, because I I don't we don't bet big in the Hawker household. Um, but I've I've made a little bit of money on OSU winning these last two weeks, and I still don't think Vegas is fully caught up yet. Uh, last week, Tanner, uh, guess what? Their first half. Point total was uh, over under for Oklahoma State points in the first half. Uh,
1: I'm not going to guess because you told me it was 13 and a half and that hit in about five minutes of game time.
0: Yes. Thank you for that. And uh, the week prior was 10 and a half. That didn't hit in five minutes of game time, but it did hit fairly comfortably. Um, So I don't think Vegas is fully caught up yet. I'm, I'm riding with my pokes. And you know what? If they break my heart. It's gonna, it be, be, the it's first gonna be a rough weekend. Let's it it would not be the first time.
1: It wouldn't be the first time. Um all right, Greg. Do you have anything else that you wanna that you wanna say to the good listeners?
0: Um I'm sorry, but your second favorite Big 12 team is going down this weekend. Go pokes, baby. <laughs>
1: all right. We are absolutely drinking orange Kool-Aid over here. Um Yeah. I'm excited for this weekend. I think it's gonna be a good weekend. We have we have six games this weekend. Not five. Not four. We got
0: all let me, six, all yeah, on Saturday. Let me, let, let me ask you one more quick question. If you don't go to the BYU Texas Tech game, what is your what's your slate? What do you what's going to be on your TV? Oh my gosh, I haven't even looked at the just regular
1: top twenty five games this weekend. Are there any good ones?
0: Um, well, yes. Penn, Penn State, Penn State I, and Ohio State at eleven a.m. Yes. Do, you, do you put them on over OU UCF? <laughs> uh so using maybe some split screen shout out
1: youtube tv even though we don't give uh unpaid sponsorship shout sponsorships out here um youtube tv you can do a quad multi-view so you can have the sound from one game on but you can be watching four all at once so that's probably what's what will happen um if i don't go to the byu game
0: I'm blind. I can't do the quad screen. Like, I've got to have it blown up on <laughs> on one TV screen. That's I'm, – I'm old. Um, Penn State, Ohio State would be a great game. Tennessee, Alabama, that, that is should not be interesting.
1: Be, that is not going to be as good of a game, I don't think. Um,
0: And then Utah, USC, honestly, not Duke, a lot of – Duke, Florida State is going to be a very good game. Well, but it it not Duke's quarterback still hurt? Riley, uh, yeah. what is his name? Is it like Riley? Is it Riley Leonard? I, I don't know. Am he, not sure. he he had a nasty ankle injury at the end of the uh, Notre Duke Notre Dame game when game day was there. That was a that was a rough uh, ending for for Duke. But um, yeah, not not a lot of Ohio State Penn State kind of takes the cake, and then after that, it's uh, I'll it's all conference play for me. I'll be I'll you be watching USC some big twelve games. It's going to be a good game too.
1: Um, but yeah okay well everybody thank you for listening um if you wouldn't mind following us on instagram twitter or x whatever you want to call it and tiktok at around the underscore 12 Uh, we'll definitely be putting out some content this week Um, i'm going to take greg's talk about archie manning and put that into a clip (laughs) um let's see what else uh follow us on facebook at We are what around the 12 podcast on Facebook. Sorry. I don't I don't use that too often. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening. Please, 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 please. Pretty please with Jerry on top. Share this podcast with your friends, your family, your dog, your coworkers, uh, your grandma, your grandpa, whoever, whoever it is. Tell them about our podcast because we just want to grow this podcast so more Big 12 fans can get involved um, and talk about their favorite teams. All right everybody we thank you for listening uh, and we hope you have a great week seven excuse me week eight of college football we thank you we love you goodbye